dropping that knowledge on you. I could not make this shit up. With Kev Nash. Oh, Hercules, Hercules. And DJ Killer Kev. Uh-oh. Let me tell you, boys, you can't make that shit up. The inside. Real deal, straight up. Are you crazy? Hottest <laughs> stories from the world of hip-hop. This is ludicrous. It's the big boss, Rick Rouse. What up? It's your boy, Young Jeezy. This is 50 Cent. Sports. Some of those dogs were the most incredible dogs I've ever seen. And what's popping in the DYT. I couldn't make this shit up. I couldn't make this shit up if I tried. I'm sad that I lack the talent to make this shit up. Here's Kev Nash and DJ Killer Kev. We here, we live, you can't make this up podcast, Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Episode 160. Now, rewinding, let's see. I don't even know how many weeks ago it was, but these topics we're going to talk about, we're supposed to talk about on the mass shooting situation yeah. we had here in the city. Yeah. That fucking sucked. Yeah, we came in and had a whole revamp of the show. Revamp of the show. Then, uh, last week's episode, we talked about the top 50 rappers. Mine's the best list, by the way. If you missed that, uh, definitely go check it out. Give us some feedback. T.I., I'm so, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so upset about that. Still So, upset. we about to get into some uh, kind of older conversation. Back talk. Try yeah. to catch up on some things, man. So rock out with your boys, man. Yeah. So you had a birthday that passed. I did. And you took your oldest down to Kings Island. Yes. How was that experience? It was the best Kings Island trip I've ever had. Hey, that's what's up, man. Um, Turned uh, 37 on July 31st. Happy belated. Appreciate you. And uh, always... Like, you know, I I think I said it on social media, but, like, we always spend money on stuff that we want. You know, you got a thing for shoes. Facts. You got a thing for turning up. Turning up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For and, brown uh, liquor. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, I like we, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it came down to, like, we, I've never bought out at Kings Island. Okay. Like, I knew they had, you know, all-inclusive tickets. I knew they had, they could get like an all-day food type of ticket where you could eat. I knew they had the fast lane where you could skip the line. So I'm like, you know, let's do some research. So I started digging in and I found out that Kings Island has an all-inclusive ticket for $149. And I go, man, that's a lot. Mm -hmm. But then I started thinking and started breaking it down. This all-inclusive ticket for $149 comes with your parking. So that's $20 or whatever. Come with your ticket. It comes with the fast lane pass to skip the line. It comes with uh, a picture package. Every ride that you ride, oh, all, every picture goes into your little picture profile, and you can download all those pictures with this ticket. You, nice. get, you get all like unlimited pic, unlimited pics. Um, you get food every ninety minutes, and you get the souvenir cup for free refills. Okay, so souvenir cup costs like thirteen dollars. You know, I saw a lady with a lady and a, a gentleman and his wife had the same meal that me and my daughter had. We, we, we were just going every, every 90 minutes and just sharing the meal. Yeah. So we had the same meal, but they had two, and theirs was like $30-something. Dollars. You know, so if we, we would have ate four or five times that day, you know, we would have spent that 149 So when I saw that, I was like, let's just do it. And then I bought her a ticket and a fast pass so mm-hmm. that we could just skip the line. Right. So... We uh, had a little slow start to the day. We get out there, 
And the whole drive there, I'm thinking to myself, I spent $250 to come to Kings Island. We about to ride everything. Everything. And I'm telling her all week, like, you ready? You said you wanted to do this. We going to do this. I'm like, you ready? She's like, yeah, because you know, she ain't rode no big rides yet. So those that know, I've lost 100 pounds in 2018. I was, yeah. I haven't, the last time I went to Kings Island, I didn't fit in the ride. I was the embarrassment of like waiting in line, sitting in the thing. They can't close it. Get out. Wait for your friends. Mm. So I had a whole day of like that. And I'm like, damn, I, I done got so fat. I can't fit in the damn roller coaster. So coming to my, this past, you know, birthday uh, trip, I'm thinking to myself, I still didn't check to see if I fit, but I'm still thinking like, a, like I'm still the same weight. So I'm like, man, I don't. I ain't gonna fit in these damn roller coasters. I didn't pay all this I was damn money. <laughs> I'm like, I just pay all this money. So we get there and I walk over to the towards like the banshee, the drop zone. We were just walking around. And uh I see the little chair where you can try it out. So I'm like, let me this the moment of moment of truth. Right. I get in the seat, she closes it, click. I was like, woo! We we about to turn up now. So I'm so excited. That I had never rode the Banshee before. Okay. So I turn around like, let's go. We go straight to the line. Now, my daughter has never rode no adult ride. <laughs> you took her to the Banshee the very Off first rip. time, bro? Off rip. <laughs> no warm-up ride? <laughs> no warm-up ride. And we got on that ride, and it went up that hill. And I looked over at my daughter and saw fear, just like straight fear. <laughs> And then when that crest over that hill, man, oh man, I had never laughed so hard in my <laughs> life. I was that dad that was literally cracking up that my daughter was like, I mean, she was scared, scared. So to the point where we get done, all of a sudden she got a limp. All, all of a sudden she need to sit down for 10, 15 minutes by the games and rest. And I might throw up and, you know, just all the 11 year old shit that you would expect. And, uh, it, I'm gonna show you this picture. Uh, I, I posted it. I don't know if you saw it or not, but this is the oh, this goodness. is the extreme fear that we're talking about here. I mean, it was it was extreme extreme fear, and uh, to the point where after about a half hour, I was told I'm not riding no more big rides with you. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you are. We spent two fifty. I made her ride the Vortex once. I made her ride the Racers once. I made her ride. Uh, we rode Adventure Express. I made her ride the Beast twice. Damn. Uh, yeah, she had to do that <laughs> this twice. This like punishment. It was tall, yeah. <laughs> 250. 2.50 at Kings Highland, sir. We going to turn this thing up. So all this fun is happening, right? Out of, no, out of nowhere, boom, rang. I know she was the happiest kid on earth. She was like, can we go to that over there and get some, you know, is it time to eat again? I'm like, yeah, we can go over there. So... It starts raining. We go eat. As we're sitting there to eat, it's probably about 7 o'clock. Now, this is a, a, a little serious, but it's fine now. I get a call. My middle kid is with my mom. The baby is with the wife. I get a call from my mom, and I can hear her voice sounding, like, nervous and shaking, like, like she's going through something. I'm like, what's up? She was like, I don't want you to worry, but we have to take Carver to the hospital. Mm. I'm like, What? So my, my middle kid, come to find out, had what they thought at first was she was having, they thought she, they thought she was having a seizure. Oh. She was with my mom who was, uh, goes to Weight Watchers with some coworkers, and uh, they're all nurses. So 
uh, three or four of them have met, you know, my kids. They're my mom's friends, all that stuff. So they're at Weight Watchers, and one of them sees my daughter. She's sitting in the back with her headphones, minding her business, having this, like, jerking movement in, like, her body. And they look at my mom, and, like, you know, they walk over there and start checking on her, and they say, we need to take her to the hospital. Because they didn't, they thought she was having a seizure because she wasn't really, she was worried about what was happening and I think she was embarrassed by the crowd that came around her. So she wasn't talking, mm. but she was still, her body was still going through this, this movement. So um, we get word of all that. Of course, we like, I, kind of a bad dad moment, I'm not going to lie. I looked at Camille, like, trying to get one more in real quick, because we had the fast pass. Every line took, like, five minutes. I'm like, we can get one more on the way out, but we got to get to the hospital. Your sister's in the hospital. She's like, what? Let's go. So she was ready to go. Big so sis. I, I tried to get one more ride out of her, but uh, she let me. He's like, excuse, accept Let's get the fuck out of exactly. here. Exactly. So no drop zone? No drop zone. Okay, she, smart move. We, we almost did the slingshot. Oh, yeah, but she shit. seen. Uh, she said she she watched too many YouTube videos where people passed out, and she didn't want to, you know, maybe pass out. So, kind of find out my middle child was having what they call involuntary muscle spasms, not a seizure. Thank goodness. Scanned, uh, no masses, no no type of. Uh, they kept her overnight for a precaution, but uh, we we floated back from Cincinnati, got to the hospital. You know, everybody kind of nervous of what's going on, especially you know me being a. a crazy war vet with PTSD and anxiety through the roof, especially when that type of stuff happened. Right. So just trying not to go no more than 85 on the way back, but I was pushing it a little bit. And uh, got back, checked on everybody. Everybody's good. Everybody's doing well. Everything's checking out good. So I think she just was having muscle spasms, some severe muscle spasms is what they mm. kind of called it. So had a fun day, kind of kind of got a cloud over it, then a scare and, you know, Normal day for killer. So. Hey man, <laughs> you know birthday, what? Though. You you talk about how scared your daughter was, but yeah. this is one of those memories she's gonna have forever. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. And she's gonna take her kids to the amusement park one day. Like you know, my dad took me to the amusement park, <laughs> and you fucking Rodney's right. Yeah. <laughs> like my, I went through it, so so are you. My, my wife, I, I guess I guess Camille and my wife had a conversation, and she asked me why I had while I was why I was hard on her at Kings Island, <laughs> and I said I was hard on her. Because I'd be damned if one of these little boys take my daughter to Kings Island for the first time and she'd be scared holding on to them. She's going to be scared holding on to me first. Fact, though. So that's how I looked at it. We're going to jump right in. We did the slow cars and the bumper cars and <laughs> let her have some. We did Adventure Express and, you know, had all that stuff. But uh, that fast pass, I'm not going back to Kings Island without it. You literally. <laughs> it's, that, it's that move, huh? For $100, you know, to, to be able to ride everything all day, it, it's amazing. I mean, I waited no more than five minutes on any ride, period. Okay. I might might, might yeah. be out of Fox with yeah. it. We got a major announcement for something that is very near and dear to our hearts. Yeah. We got the announcement for Black Tie 2019 yes. a couple couple months ago that it was officially going to be in October. It's going to be October 4th and 5th. You know, the Black Tie event. You know, you got your party on Friday. You got some campus events going down on Saturday, then the gala and everything like that. But my question for you, bro. Oh, you're DJing, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah, don't, oh, yes. don't Can't forget the pub, oh, yes. that black party. It's yes. not a white party this year. It's a black party. The taste. So, you know what I'm saying? Level up, Come level holla. up, level up, level up. I'm going to get my fit ready. Oh, yeah. Uh, but how do you think the black tie is going to be this year since it's in the fall? I think the potential is through the roof. And this is why I say it. I think when you t – well – this is coming from someone that didn't really go to a four-year college and have that whole homecoming, you know, college experience. Mm -hmm. But when I think of homecomings and I think of people coming back home for something, 
that's usually a fall type of, you know, event. You right. know, that's usually, you know, we try to squeeze in, kicking in with everybody, seeing old faces, catching that Saturday football game, catching that Sunday football game. Like that's, that's just the whole ambiance of that homecoming season for me. And I think with the, with the move to October, I think it gives people a potential to, you know, have the little summer vacays with their family, stack a couple a couple paychecks, and yeah. still come back in the fall and, and do something with your college friends. Like, I think when you put it in the summer, people of our age that have, you know, careers, lives, goals, dreams, you know, want to go see the world, it's hard to, to not live in Dayton and say, I'm going to come home in June. And then I'm gonna take this family trip in July, yeah. and then the kids start schooling right know, after you, Memorial yeah, Day. Yeah, it just gets a busy summer like that. So I think with the with the with the fall in there, you get to you know enjoy your summer. I think I think all we gotta do is, is, is pray for that you know 55 degree day. You know, Facts. <laughs> it's going it's early October too. Yeah. So yeah, the weather weather be, been so crazy yeah. the last few years. We've had you know 60, 60 degree days, 70 degree days, October, November, December. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's gonna be the biggest turnout since. Year one. Wow. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a home run. I think it's gonna be through the roof. It's uh, you know, a, a fashion of people that has always said, Well, why ain't it in October? Why ain't it in the fall? Mm-hmm. And you got your wish. Yeah. Dream come true. Yeah. You better be there. Grab your tickets right now. And be don't get building. confused with that mailer that comes in the mail for all you right <laughs> state heads. I was checking the mail last week and I got this mailer that the right state homecoming was literally the same days. Really? Like October fourth, fifth, and sixth or something. I like Wright State was doing their, you know. Their homecoming. Okay, but well, I'm gonna use it like a coaster, like I did before. Exactly. We we all black tie <laughs> around here, but black uh, tie team, team black tie. That's how we getting down, man, bro. So I saw this thing floating around on the net, as I always do, and I I do show prep for my radio show, but half the time I'm stealing these topics for our podcast. Of course, of course. <laughs> so we don't talk during the week just because sometimes we just hit each other with the send you the link. Hashtag pod. Yeah, pod. We'll topic. talk about it on some. Topic, 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 topic. <laughs> so I forget where this was, but it was just talking about overrated rappers, yeah. uh, underrated rappers. Who you think is a overrated rapper? Overrated rapper. Let me look at my... No. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Um... Well, while you're thinking, yeah. I'll go with mine. Okay. I think Drake is an overrated rapper. I think Drake is overrated simply because uh, you can listen to uh, last week's episode. Dizzle said it the best. He doesn't have a classic album. He got hits for sure. But being a well-rounded rapper is having hits and classic albums. I don't think Drake has that. Uh, Maybe that's like how we consume things nowadays. Uh, You know, we come from an era where, shoot, you can't listen to songs unless you actually tangibly buy the whole album. Yeah. Now you can, you have your Apple Music, your Spotify, hey, whatever streaming. You can just listen to whatever song you want to whenever you want to, and you got it right there. Yeah. But back in the days, you had to go ahead and buy the actual product. So I don't think the form of an album being made is taken as serious as it was before. I yeah. think you, people just make songs and put them out and. Stream it, stream it, stream it. Yeah. Give my check later. I had to go back and find my notes. I found them. Okay. The rapper I think is overrated is Nas. <laughs> That's Where was he at on your list for the top 50? Uh, <laughs> he was number six. It's pretty high for somebody you think is overrated, bro. Uh, it, is. it is. But he he's overrated to me in the sense of, like, people put him in that 
you know, top, top, top tier. That's talking like top three, top two. Sometimes, sometimes he's, you know, better than Jay. You get those conversations. You get well, those people are just dumb. They, I agree. <laughs> I agree. So that's why I classed him in. If if he ever fell into that category, it's like you know. But overall, his career, you, you know, in his hip hopness, is top ten for sure. Yeah. So fair, fair, that's fair. That's six. Okay. <laughs> Who do you think is underrated? Underrated, I had down T.I. slash Snoop. Okay, I'm interested to hear about the Snoop part. Yeah, I think I think Snoop, with the career he's had, with the, uh, you know, hits that he has made, he is never in the conversation of the greats like he should be, I think. he. I- I'm going to say Snoop is the most popular rapper of all time. Yeah. Like, there's not a mall he can walk into anywhere yeah and not somebody not recognize him recognize him from our parents age yes. to a little kid you yes. know what i'm saying everybody knows who the hell snoop is yes like now for rapping i never thought he was like the most talented mc to put words together but he knows how to make hits especially yeah. whenever he links up with dre right. if if you see dre and snoop together it's a hit Some record, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, even like when he was at Master P doing that thing, like I, one of my favorite Snoop albums is The Last Meal. I love that album. Yeah. Um, I love Snoop. Snoop's yeah. a nigga. Yeah. Snoop's my yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's underrated. I think he's appropriately rated. Because um, I think Snoop himself is just a brand. Snoop Dogg is yeah. a brand. Yeah. When you when you start attaching things like Martha and you start you know right. being able to you know the the old lady at nine o'clock on home that's retired that's watching you know Regis and what or whatever it is straight hand and whoever now <laughs> you know when watching those morning shows they see they they know who Snoop Dogg is when he come on there they've seen him enough in that in their world you know so who you think is underrated underrated for me has got to be J Rock J Rock. Is a I, rapper's I like rapper. Yeah. Like, I don't necessarily ever see J-Rock reaching Kendrick levels. I don't even, honestly, I don't even think J-Rock can reach the popularity level as a schoolboy Q. Yeah. Um, But that that's fine. I think that's fine for a, his wave and where he is. But as putting pen to paper, yeah, rhymes to microphone, that boy is a beast. Yeah. That beast. That win-win song changed my life. Like that's wait, that's wait, one of those wait, songs wait. that I gotta hear on Monday on the way to work. Hey, <laughs> fuck everything else. That's that's the that, that's the part. <laughs> that is the part. That is my guy, man. Who's your favorite current rapper? Uh, probably I gave that I gave that to Two Chains. Deuce Chains. He's probably my favorite current rapper right now. You know we talk about style and swag and charisma. He has it. Yeah. Two Chains has that. Yeah. I mean, shoot, he making hit records for Ariana Grande, left and right. Mm-hmm. I mean. Who would have think Titty Boy would get so Exactly. Far? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> Duffel, Duffel Bag, bag boy. boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? For me, of course, it's J. Cole. But that's the easy pick. Yeah. yeah. Um, It's just J. Cole's my dude, man. I've been riding with J. Cole. And it's I'm starting to get to the point where, you know what? You can't pick J. Cole anymore. I can't pick Kendrick anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm, me and my brother were talking about this. I was like, well, who do you listen to now? Oh, I listen to J. Cole and Kendrick. And I told him, I was like, well, that's that's an unfair pick. 
Mm-hmm. You know why? Because they rap how you want a rapper to rap. Yeah, yeah. Outside of those people, who do I listen to, like, of this era, like, heavy? I really don't listen to them heavy. Exactly. They get, they get a run on the Apple stream yeah. if they come up. You know, I'll run through that album if I see it. But, like, I'm not driving in a work truck for four hours and, like, looking for that person to, you know, shuffle through. Yeah, like, so <laughs> from now on, I'm going to try my best to not say Kendrick and J. Cole when I'm presented with these type of topics. Because at some point, you look back at it like, I want to say Kendrick is, like, out on, on album, like, six and J. Cole is like on album number five. Four, five? Okay. Four or five. So yeah. you can't be like, oh, yeah, these are these generations. Like, it's a whole new generation yeah. out now. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just and they coming a new out, wave of rappers. Yeah, they're coming out more and more. Unfortunately. Like you, you, you're, getting, you're getting packs and packs of them. <laughs> the littles are back. The du- cash dials. The dials are out here. It's all of them, man. It's the whole new wave, man. What's your favorite rap group? I know, oh, favorite I know rap is... group. My favorite rap group of all time. Not the best rap group of all time. I think the best rap group of all time is Outkast. Okay. Um, I can really give you the best rap groups of all time off the top of my head. Uh, best rap groups of all time is Outkast, Wu Tang, okay. EPMD, hmm. NWA. I thought you would have NWA up there. I love NWA. I thought they I would be NWA. three, two or three. And number five for me would be the Clips. But out of those five, my favorite to listen to is the Clips. Okay. And I fucking love EPMD, too. EPMD, shouts out to my boy James Hale. He got me hip to EPMD back when we was kids, man. Erica Parrish making dollars. You're going to laugh your ass off <laughs> when you hear my favorite rap group. Oh, shit. Crisscross? Nope. <laughs> Dog Pound. DPGC, Dog Pound, Gangsta Crip. That is... It's a fucking classic yeah, album, like, man. Literally, like, my, my friends had that triple Bonneville, you know, with the bucket seats all the way across. Just, like, that is my childhood. The Dog Pound. Man, that Dog Them Food album. That Them Dog Food album. Dizzle, you said you ain't never listened to a corrupt rhyme. Yeah. Listen to New York, New York. Big city and dreams. <laughs> Everything in New York ain't always what it seems. I mean, I talk about... Big having flawless bars, yeah. flawless songs, like not a wasted bar. Corrupt on that song, flawless. Yeah, not a wasted bar, and it's not a twelve. It's not a ten. Yeah. It's full sixteen bars. Yeah, yeah. That that like that. he came up with the dump, double double Dunchandra rhymes. Yeah, like yeah. he was doing that in the nineties. Right. That- like. That CD people, is, people rave about Kendrick doing that. Well, he was doing that in like '93. Yes, corrupt Daz. All I mean, come on. Yeah, that, I fucks come with that. That's a solid pick, come man. On. That that album mix is incredible, man. Um, a rapper you secretly listen to? Post Malone. <laughs> Do you? I fuck with Post Malone. <laughs> I wrote that down like, damn, the, the, the cat out the bag now. <laughs> the world knows. <laughs> Posty got hits, though. Yeah. I, Posty I, got hits, man. You can't it, deny it, man. Those, it's one of those, when he, when it come across the you know the stream, I don't skip it. I just, I secretly rock with Post Malone. I don't know. Man, for me, uh, Shot Glizzy, man. Okay. I fuck with Shot Glizzy, man. Okay. I, 
Y'all know me, man. I'm a sucker for drug rap. <laughs> yeah. I'm a sucker for just niggas talking ignorant shit. Yeah. And yeah. he is at the top that of that ratchet, list. That ratchet, ratchet is fuck. Yeah. And he got a little got a little bars. Like, if you listen to what's that song you had with Gold Link? Crew. Yeah, yeah, crew. He spits mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you really listen to it and listen to what he's saying, he's spitting some bars on there. Hey, Fucking ratchet as fuck, but yeah. they some bars nonetheless. <laughs> right. Got a piece in Southeast. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got peoples in DC, so I know how ratchet Southeast DC is. So I'm like, okay. He said something along the lines of, uh, ain't nothing wrong with fake asses, bitch. Turn around, let's make some magic. Like, yeah. that nigga goes, man. I fuck with Gizly, man. Yeah, that nigga yeah. is Definitely. ratchet as fuck. Your favorite rapper of all time. <sighs> Come on, man. It's the N O T O R I O. U.S., you just lay, lay down. down slow. Mm. Big, man. Mm. Flawless can't, bars, you, man. You can't, you, can't, you can't say no to that. You can't say no to that. For me, it's Jay. Ho! That is my favorite rapper of all time. Ho! Ho! It's also my goat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, I guess I, it, it goes back and forth with me. I, I, I know Big is the goat. It's kind of like one of those things with me. My favorite basketball player of all time is Gary Payton, mm-hmm. but I know Michael Jordan is the man. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that for yeah. me. Like Jay is my favorite, but Big. Whenever I listen to a Big verse, man, like I can't even think of a whack Big verse. Yeah. Or like I can think of plenty of whack Jay verses. Well, not whack, but just subpar verses. I right. can think of subpar Jay albums. I can think of subpar. Jay songs. Yeah. I can only think of one or two songs that I don't even ever listen to a big. I think that's part of what people, in my opinion, that shows more that's more of a of a salute to big than a knock. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's no knock on big, Hove. Big will, you know, with the short run that he had, hell of if, a if run. he had a Jay Z run, the conversation would be different. You know, if he had 12, 13, 14, whatever it is, 15 albums or whatever it is. If he had that kind of run in the game and had that kind of, you know, that many songs to to be judged by, for him to only have two and still be in everybody's top five, you know, that's really a salute to Big. So, Do you count albums they release after people passed away to their catalog? <sighs> Not, I mean, no, I don't. I don't. Like I, I can remember, like you know, when when you would get the you know the the life after death stuff, or you would get the I mean, like the you know, when when Biggie died or when Pac died, you would get some of those unreleased verses yeah. and be like, oh shit, it's gonna be crazy, and it's like you hold on to you know the the whole production of the person yeah. when they're alive. So you know the way they do their videos, the way you see them on your TV screen, the way you listen to them on cassette tape, whatever it is. You put all that together to make your opinion. I think when they pass, you kind of put them into like, damn, like he was nice. But it's like it, it goes in the past tense. So this is the one big song I never listened to. <laughs> Another you with Lil Kim. Yeah. Terrible song. That's, that's Horrible probably, fucking yeah. song. I, I never listened to that song. That's probably that's probably that's probably the lowest one. Like yo, bro. Like and I mean shit. Pac has one too. Uh. I'm gonna see if I can pull it up. I I I love Pac. I know a lot of people don't really uh love Pac mm-hmm. the way 
people that love Pac love Pac. Right. Like, people just think, ah, right, Tupac is cool. He ain't all that dope. But he has, like, a, a major dud, too, if I can find it real quick. I, I this, used your... This is, this is <laughs> Tupac's major dud. They all got some duds, but this one... Like, bro, they sampled Prince right. on What's Your Phone Number with Danny Boy. Never listen What's to that song. Yeah, uh-uh, Playboy. I'm sorry. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all in L.A. in the early, mid-90s, and, yeah. like, that's a vibe, but nah, bro. Yeah. Who is your favorite producer? See, of- this is a hard one. Very. A lot of those other ones are pretty cut and dry for me. Very. I mean, you can go from... Pharrell mm-hmm. and uh, Chad with the Neptunes. You can go to Timbo. Because mm-hmm. Timbo had not only made hip-hop beats, he made shit for Nelly Furtado, mm-hmm. uh, Aaliyah, and Genuine, and stuff like that. You can obviously go to Dr. Dre. You can go, shit, you can even go Puff. Mm-hmm. Even though Puff wasn't necessarily the guy behind the keyboard yeah. and making the beats himself, he was adding those elements to make them those songs what they were. Yeah. So I would even throw Puff into that mix. But if I was to say what's the best produced hip hop album, it's got to be Dr. Dre. Top 10, top 10. With The Chronic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I caught that. Uh, so I'm going to say Dr. Dre. I know a lot of people say, well, Dre didn't do this, Dre didn't do that. But what we do know is Dre produced every song yes. on Straight Out of Compton. We know Dre produced every song on uh, freaking uh, The Chronic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't produce every song on The Chronic 2001. Mailman produced a lot of stuff on there. Um, and Dr. Dre produced every song on Niggas for Life. Yes. Those are all classic albums. Yes. Uh, maybe DJ Premier has a catalog as flawless as that. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But, mm. yeah. See, that's... Same thing. I no 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 gripes. I I wanted to put down Timberland, but because Timberland changed my life in that time and space. Like he came in the game with new sounds. You know, people when people are complaining about you, you know, I can remember those times where it was like, what is he doing to music? We don't like these pans and whistles in the background. <laughs> it was just different stuff, and uh, and I wanted him up there, but you got to give it to Dre. I mean, another person you even throw in that mix is Swiss Beats. I remember at a time you talk about repetitiveness. Yeah, there was a time where Swiss Beats, like it was just so much Rough Riders, and like it was just so much, and like it just sounded all the same. Mm. But then you take a step back years later, and then you appreciate how dope the shit was. Like, let me see if I can find it. If I can find it, Apple Music is the shit. By the way, it is. even though y'all hated on my Eve pick uh, <laughs> being in the top 50. She got bars, dog. Uh, <laughs> if I can find it, maybe, possibly. Uh, I'm probably not going to be able to find it in time. Shit. Pisses me off. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. This shit right. Back to the top 50 real quick. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> Dizzle, you need to listen to this album, man. <laughs> Eve and Not Beans. I'm gonna send it to you, man. That's your homework assignment, man. We about to hook you up with a weekly homework assignment. Yeah, and it's gonna be all about music, man. We got you gonna do be that. you gonna be about 34. You're gonna be solid. You gonna have all, <laughs> all your back history. You are gonna be ready to go. Dizzle, who's <laughs> some of the top producers out today that you fucks with? 
Uh, I ain't heard from from him in a while, but Hit Boy, yeah. Hit Boy had some crazy beats. What the hell happened to him? I don't know. His shit was fire, and um, I don't know if y'all heard of the rap group Audio Push. Yeah, yeah, out yeah, of Cali. yeah, yeah. They can rap, but they ain't. I don't know where they been. And Hit Boy was behind them, and his Hit Boy is one of the, I would say top five out of out of the new producers. Mike Will made it. It's crazy. Yeah, I would mm. say Mike Will made it. He cool. He cool. Top. He cool. He cool. What um, happened to Young Chop? I, I remember. Yeah, it's like it's almost like producers have a run, just like rappers. Yeah. They 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 try to they go for their run almost. They try to put together a CD, you know, <laughs> BC, right? Yeah, because he tried he tried rapping and we see how that turned out. Right. Oh, he did. I didn't know that. Yeah, he got a, he got a, a couple mixtapes out with him rapping on his beats. Uh, Matter of fact, I take that back. I have heard from Young Chop this movie Beats, which is on Netflix mm-hmm. with Anthony Anderson in it. I watched that. He made the beats that are in the movie. Gotcha. So. That's yeah. the last time I heard from him. Um, Mustard is probably yeah. one of the top producers out now. Uh, Pharrell, Pharrell still making beats. I don't know if I heard from him lately, but I would say he's still one of the. Nah, I'll take that back. Nope. <laughs> uh, Mike Will, I would say, is top. So you make beats, right? I have. I've been slacking lately because I've been. I've been busy, man. You busy out here DJing? Yeah. But okay, so out of all these producers out here. You had a chance to intern with them for they going to make a project. Which artist, which producer would you go hang out with as they make a project? To say they about to make a compilation album. So um, they going to have the quality quality control crew come in and make mm-hmm. a song. Shit, I mean if it's if it's uh Timberland, of course you know he going to have a Hove song, he going to yeah. have a a Snoop song, so you I mean If it's on that, I would uh rather go with J. Cole. Cause he samples about as good as anybody in the in in the game right now. I fuck it with the way he could chop a chop a sample. Um, he, is that he, just strictly for the learning aspect or the dopeness aspect? I fuck with the samples. So, and I don't think anybody else is doing it as good as he is. Of course, Kanye. But you sure um, you want to do that? Hang out with Ye? Nah, I'm, I'm good on I'm good on that. But you might be cold. Might be, you might, get extra, might get you an extra uh, Jenner sister. <laughs> nah, Cole. And if I could choose anybody for real, be uh, Chuck English. Okay. The cool kids, like their run was crazy. And what I liked about them was new EP out. Though. Did you know that? Nah, I'm probably See? not gonna See? check it out, bro. What? Man. It's it's a smacker. Is it's it? three songs. Okay. I'll check it out. But... You what? What? Fuck with cool kids, man. They was they was good back in their time, but it's past that. I, I follow Sir Michael Rocks, and his raps ain't the same that they used to be. So, are we talking about the cool kid? The uh, Mikey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dino yeah. with the black mag, yeah. black mag, yeah. black mag. Chuck English was my favorite producer for a long time because his beats was simple, but they would knock man. They'll have you in the car bumping, and it'll be a simple kick in a snare, yeah. and maybe a ding just here and there, and that <laughs> right. shit used to bump, man. Right, that's quality. That's quality. So, Rich Paul is in the news. <laughs> the NCAA, as much as I love college football and basketball, I can't stand the NCAA. Yeah, they They're always up to some ish. Fill them in on what's going on. They have a, what we're going to call Rich Paul rule, that basically they are making 
if you want to represent someone from the NCAA as their agent, you have to have a few a few uh, steps covered on your own. Mm-hmm. One being a bachelor's degree. I got that. Two being, I want to say it was certifications with like the company for like two or three. You had to have yeah, like a three, a two or three year certified. agent certified. I can get that. And then the third one, I don't remember exactly. I think it was, it was the you had to. I'm trying to pull it up now. Yeah. Huh. Well, the meat Here and potatoes of. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's geared toward discussing players from working with agents who don't have a bachelor's degree. Um, sorry, I lost it. That was oh, it. it didn't give me the whole paragraph. Um, bachelor's degree, I mean, it says, um, among other requirements. <laughs> that, right. doesn't, that doesn't help. But it was a couple requirements, basically. And it, it was geared toward, it came off as the fact of Rich Paul has, and LeBron, for that matter, has yeah. changed the game for agents for the way people are represented, more geared towards player success and, and player development, not just, you know, a name. We we gonna put you we gonna we mean mean more to them than just the name. Right. And uh they really just making it hard out there for they trying to make it hard out there for in particular it it seems Rich Paul. Yeah, man. I'ma call it like this, man. It's it's racial as hell, man. It is. It's I'm not going to go to the extreme levels as some people may, but I will say this. It's all good for y'all to have a good old boy network, mm-hmm. but as soon as a young black man comes with his own good old boy network and say, you know what, I'm going to run it this way, and I'm going to use m- my success to level up, y'all have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. It goes back to when Phil Jackson said "Oh, LeBron and his crew are playing posse, yeah, posse. Yeah, 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 it's posse. Like those, those are racial undertones. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's when you say things like that and you create rules like this, it's blatant racism, mm-hmm. and you're you're singling people out because y'all can't make money off of them no more. Yeah, these guys are coming at it from a different angle and taking their lives in their own hands, and. The NC2A, the NBA don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. This is not an NBA rule. This is an NCAA rule. And furthermore, Rich Paul isn't going to be talking to me. <laughs> I found <laughs> He's going to be talking to Ben Simmons. Yeah, exactly. Zion. He's not talking to borderline dudes that's go- barely going to make the first round. Yeah. He's talking to the big timers. You know what I'm saying? That they know we're going to make it. So y'all doing this, honestly, just gives him more pub. Yeah. And so it's going to backfire. To, to clarify, I found it. It says the new regulations require that agents interested in representing players who are considering declaring for the NBA draft now must have a bachelor's degree, be certified with the National Basketball Players Association for at least three years, and take a comprehensive in-person exam at the NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis. Now, I saw Chris Broussard Oh, yeah. Go on a great rant about it. And Legendary. he brought up some great points that, you know, we can stop this whole, you know, with a lot of topics in our community, we we blaming other people. We 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 we're finding reasons to, you know, to go down that road and, and, and deal with it. But we're not he was kind of saying, let's let's take the power back on us. We have enough people that are high level athletes that can go to these HBCUs. He was saying how when these NBA players 
are donating or, or companies and people are donating to let to these to these powerhouse, you know, Big Ten, SEC, big name schools. Let's put some of that money in these HBCUs along with some of our players and True. do our own thing. You know, and with the world how it is now, you know, as crazy as that sounds, that could that could be on its way. You know, we got the one girl that was in the news with the uh, basketball. Now she's going to Hampton. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, I forget her name. Uh, she was in the news four or five years ago. Has a has a youth that was pretty good in basketball and oh Monet Monet Davis Monet Davis yeah taking the Hampton U route and it's like that might be the play you yeah because they don't, they ain't worried about what we got going on facts and i i can see that happening in basketball i can't see it happening in football yeah um i'll give it up to the homie ryan drake back in january he said this he told me this we him and i were talking about zion and rj how good one was versus the other i personally think rj is gonna be a better pro than zion he's back and forth with that he's like man what if they went to a small school he's like what if instead of going uh, to Duke, they went to freaking Wright State or shit Central State or yeah. one of the HBCUs. Like, think about the pub that would get those schools. And I was like, man, them dudes would never do that. Yeah, they want to be a, on the show. It's like it's 2019. It don't take. It's a flip of a switch to take your game from ESPN three to ESPN. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I I was like, eh. And then all this stuff started snowballing. And then I see this stuff. So when I saw him the next day, I was like, man, you called it. You right. Yeah. Like that would be fucking dope to it think think all say the top I don't know 10 high school or shit the McDonald's All-American yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. They all go to HBCUs. That would initially, you know, if you had I I can only really compare like the LeBron Ohio run and how he changed Ohio high school athletic sports with they tried to put in rules against him and try to put in stipulations about playing here or, or moving the game to this. They, they were just making things difficult. Yeah. And uh, it would take a caliber, I think. It would take someone that is definitely a Zion, someone that had media power yeah. going to one of the HBCUs and making it to where now we still going to check in on him and the, the world going to still see him. Mm-hmm. And if one more come, now we got to – and All the tickets won, though. Because you yeah. saw John Morant, top three pick, went to where? Murray, Murray State. Murray yeah. State. Yeah. I've never heard of Murray State. You see what uh, LaMelo is mm-hmm. doing? Going to Australia. Mm-hmm. RJ Hampton. I, think, I yeah. think change is coming. Yeah. Change is definitely on the way, man. They can't continue to do this to these kids, especially in football, where they're raking in millions upon millions of dollars. You yeah. can't tell me. And this ain't no knock on Dabo. It's just he's the newest coach to get a big-ass contract. Like, yeah. he got, like, a $10 million contract. And, you know, these kids are the ones doing all the work. You exactly. know what I'm saying? They're not, and they're not getting anything monetarily. Yes, they technically are getting a, a scholarship and a, quote-unquote, free education, which is not free. They're earning the education yeah. by playing a sport. But you have to do something monetarily – to compensate them for their efforts and for their hard work because you do the math on it, like these, these most of these cats are not going to make it to the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in, in, in any uh, football or basketball, but you're raking in millions and millions of dollars. Not only is Dabo making millions from Clemson, or all these head coaches from yeah. big-time schools, but they have their contract with Nike, Adidas, Under Armour. They're making money from that. Then they got car dealerships giving them free cars. Like, they're, they're good yeah. financially. But what about athlete yeah i mean i think it comes down to rich paul ain't gonna lose no 
no uh I guess what I'm looking for. Uh overall like how people look at him. No. With with the situation. It's only gonna make people Black people forever have had the rules placed on them by white folks, wiggle around, bend those rules, and still shine. Like it's still, they're gonna find a way, yeah, to get away from this, but back to that, and we gonna still roll with Rich Paul. Like if Rich Paul is the hottest thing out right now, right? So you, all you're doing is making it now to where you're trying to get somebody caught up in some in some schemes and some scams, or you're gonna create a huge shift in your climate. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge shift in the climate. And like I said before, all it is is promoing Rich Paul and their agency. It's like yeah. like those are the guys that are putting people on the map. I mean, Darius Baisley from Cincinnati, he was supposed to go to the Q's. He got a million-dollar internship with New Balance. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, I wanted him to go to the Q's <laughs> for <Right>. my <laughs> squad, but shit. Who's going to pass up a million dollars? At 19, 18. Yeah, and, and on top of that, he didn't even play last year. He just trained and did his internship and still was a first-round pick. See, that's what I'm saying. It takes yeah, time. that's not going to work out for – that's not going to happen right. for everybody. But you mean to tell me I can get a paid internship or I can go play overseas and make some money and then come over How here? How get a million paid intern? That's Nigga, shit. I, I'm hustling backwards. Man, <laughs> man, <laughs> A milli. Take, taking care of business, man. It's, it's business. It's business. It's business. It's business. It's business, man. I don't know, bro. Yeah, crazy. I love it though, man. This can is... I can I share a funny story with the pod? Please do. So, I wanted to share this that week that we talked about that you know we had the the, the mass shooting here in Dayton in our podcast chain. So, I had a text conversation with a good friend of mine by the name of Kev Nash. That's me. And I had texted him, I'm pulling it up now. I had texted him basically saying, You had sent out the list for our upcoming Labor Day weekend for DJs. Yeah. And I was looking at that, and I'm on there at Friday of that week (laughs) at noon. So my thought process was like, Hmm, that's probably going to be a noon throwback Labor Day. I can get to work on that. So I shoot you a text that says something to the <laughs> to the sense of like, uh, since I got that that Labor Day Friday, I'm trying to find this this text message because it this is gonna help the story immensely. But it was basically oh, here we go, here we go. I'm getting to it. I had said something to you like I can basically start this mix on Friday, and uh, and start knocking it out. For for Labor Day, that that was what I was trying to say to you. <laughs> so the way it came off was, since I got the noon throwback for Friday, I can start on that now. Your reply to me was, <laughs> "Let me G to the double OK from Drake first. Now, I read that, and I'm like, my reply to him was, "Wait, what song?" I thought you were saying, let me like get a the, the song called To the Double <laughs> from Drake. And I'm like, what? So I'm digging, looking for the song <laughs> called To the Double. Then I realized the shit out. <laughs> then I realized that the uh you were talking about getting the okay from the next man up. Yeah. And we went through that, you know, that laugh. And then uh 
it basically just kind of turned into you good for a mix that Friday, like the week that we're talking in, yeah. not the week I was talking about. You good. So when I got that back, I told the wife, like, I was just kind of like trying to get my thoughts together for Labor Day, and now I got a mixed dude, and I'm DJing on this Friday. And she was like, huh? So it kind of turned into a funny between us because I was like talking to you in the sense of, man, I got that noon throwback Labor Day. Like, I can work on that now because that's throwback hits. Yeah. And then I was like, but preparation meant opportunity because that was probably my best mix that I've done on 102 I think I got so much love from that mix and I got so much flat <laughs> that was a that was a uh, that, was, that, that was a good one so it, it was just funny how when you're texting with someone how people can interpret those texts especially and, during uh, work hours yeah <laughs> I'm driving a truck from Greenville to Cincinnati every day and you know I'm trying to text and do stuff and I'm like we were trying to you know have a conversation but it turned into something that ended up being beneficial. So, Big facts. Yeah. Dizzle, can you do me a favor? What's goody? Can you go get somebody uh, outside and bring them sure. in? They're outside. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and we're going to leave that in there. Yeah. So, bro, we and we're going to wait till he get in here because it's Budat Man. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to ask him about a certain wide receiver that's playing with the Raiders. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we need to talk to him because uh, that receiver is going through some things. Big things. Big things. While we're waiting... Please make sure you hit us up for any, you know, questions, concerns, comments. You want to hit us with a topic. You want to just, you know, just chop it up with us. You can follow us at You Can Make This Up Podcast. You can sub- subscribe on SoundCloud and Apple. Yeah. Please hit those five stars for us. You can, uh, you know, send us topic suggestions. If you want to send us an email, we have the You Can Make This Up Podcast at Gmail. So, Feel free to hit us up with any questions, concerns, love, hate. We don't care. We just, you know. Just feedback, feedback, yeah, just, feedback, feedback, just feedback, feedback. We up. need that feedback, man. A certain wide receiver that used to play for my favorite team now plays for your favorite team. His name is? Dude Brown. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Yeah. A to the B. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about the frostbite on a feet situation? That's just dumb. Grab the, get the mic a little close. That's just dumb, bro. I mean, he's a professional athlete. I'm sure he's been in there plenty of times. He knows you got to take care of yourself. You can't go in negative 200 without uh, being properly, uh, having the proper fit together. My first, Hand mitts, feet, the stuff that's supposed to go on your feet. So that's just stupid. My first thought process in that was you make your money with these two things we call feet. Like Ooh. you are top 10 receiver of all time. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably good. one of the that better good, better receivers you know in the league today. And like you say, you go what was it cryotherapy? Is that how you say it? Or yeah, cryo yeah. cryotherapy. And like you go in there and not wear proper shit and risk it all. <laughs> and I'm always remember I always listen to Chris Carter talk. He always talks about one thing they have to take care of is their hands and their feet. Yeah. So for him to not take the proper precautions, that's just he probably was just thinking what kind of stunt he wanted to pull. For, for, the, for the cameras, yeah. for the it gram. wasn't focused on what he was supposed to be focused on, and that's yeah. his body. Have beauty. you ever been in one? No, my, my Trey has my oldest son. For He's real? Been in it. Yeah. What do you say? Uh, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's supposedly it's it's to, you know, instead of icing your knees for two hours or something like that, it's supposed to get it where it's like two or three minutes. Yeah. It's it's the same. You get the same effects. Just a short amount of time. So speeds of that recovery time. Yeah, allegedly. Number two question <laughs> is, <laughs> how do you feel about this helmet situation? 
Du lader det koste næsten af. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, is just, he's just annoying, man. And, like, the helmets that are out now are upgrades. Like, technology and stuff over time gets better. So for you to talk about you don't want to play, you're not going to play if you don't have, get to have this helmet that is now outdated, mm-hmm. uh, that's just stupid, man. And it's just it just... If he didn't have all the other stuff, you could be like, okay, I understand where he's coming from. But, like, as a Raiders fan, he hasn't done nothing for my squad. So it's like, like get out on the field and play, dog. Yeah. And you're not going to pass up the guaranteed money that you have. You're not going to retire. You retire, you get none of that money. Right. And you can see how he spins with the bad hairdos and the, the, the hot air balloons and all the other <laughs> silly stuff he does. He's probably not good with his money. So to not get $32 million, I don't think that's going to happen. You know my motto to life, man. Do you. Yeah. Do you. You want to blow your money, it's your money, baby. You want to walk around. yourself. You want to walk around with a blonde mustache and dreads on one side and a ball fade on it. Do you. Yeah. And it's definitely do you now that you ain't on my team, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Question. Would you want still want to do the trade? For Since it was like a third or in the fifth or third and the sixth, something like that, it was a good deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, only on Sundays is a good deal. All the other stuff, like if I'm a teammate, I probably sock him because <laughs> he, I would just get annoyed. I just can't deal. Like, he's 31 years old, man. Big yeah. time. He's not coming out a rookie doing this. Like, he's right. been in the league. Cut it out. Got a family. Play football, man. <laughs> like, Catch cut it out, ball. man. Yeah. You want to do dances when you score, all that stuff, that's fine. But all the off-the-field stuff, just wanting attention, man, you got to grow up. Do you enjoy seeing your team on hard knocks when that when that happens? Like, get the inside scoop of your team, or does that just put more pressure on the squad? I've literally never watched an episode of Hard Knocks. Really? Really? Never, ever. Mm. Mm. I, mean, I always I catch the free episode that's on YouTube. Yeah. I never really, like, watch them all the way through. I always catch, like, I watched this episode because I saw the clip of his sons asking where Roethlisberger was, <laughs> yeah. and I could hear the – the in his voice, like we don't play with Roethlisberger right. no more. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, I remember when uh, Cincinnati was on there. I, 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 I like it, but then like you get attached to that, you know, that person that don't make it to week four of the preseason, or you get, a, you get attached to like, oh, he, he gonna be good, and you see him on somebody else's team, and somebody else get hurt. Now he playing, you know, all that type of stuff. So I just don't personally like the hard knock exposure. I will say from like the clips that I've seen over the years, it's good, like. As, you know, coaching sports and stuff like that, it's good for people to see the conversations that coaches have between themselves Mm -hmm. because they can kind of see where, you know, people can see, you know, how decisions are made and stuff like that. It's just most of the decisions aren't made off emotion. It's a plan to it. And, like, that's what I I like to see. Like, because when I have conversations with my wife about stuff, she's coming from not just with our kids, just she's coming from a fan or a parent's perspective mm-hmm. not knowing the ins and outs of what goes into it you know what i'm saying a, a kid may be good playing out on on, on five on five in the park mm-hmm. but that don't translate to organized, organized ball you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. so there's stuff like that but like, yeah he might be able to get buckets but you know he's not running plays or you know what i'm saying right. he's not he doing he, stuff he, he, in the don't know the he don't have a ball right right <laughs> so i i do like it to give people a perspective on that yeah and, bro, you do training not only just for youth but for adults as well at your business, right? Yes. I just actually had uh, my guy, Daneric Black. Uh, he was, Don I was, Black! I was, you know, that's uh, my mentor, right? Yeah, he told me. He told me. Yeah, I was training him this morning at 9. Yeah. Had him gassed out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Put him through hell. Put him through hell. A lot man. of cursing goes on. Yeah, during yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with the nephew, man? How He's doing good, man. He's doing good. He's uh, since uh, May when... um. 
uh, AAU basketball zone. We've had them in the gym three days a week. Um, doing weights and doing stuff to get him prepared for the season. Speed, I've seen agility. the tricep popping. Yeah, I saw I when he, he was doing dumbbell popping. shrugs. I was like, oh, let me get this one. Like, this is what your child could be if you come to NSU. <laughs> I was so, like, is that a tricep? Yeah, oh, so that's, he's uh, eighth grade. Nice. Then my oldest, uh, he was in there with me today, uh, yesterday, too. Um, he's 11th grade at Centerville. Nice. Plays basketball. Nice. Trade dollars. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it does give them advantage like when you see them against other people that don't that maybe just do everything with the school mm -hmm. there's definitely a difference like you see their footwork their agility their explosion yeah. is a lot better when you put that extra work outside of your team man right and it's the you know me and my guys at work talk about recruiting i'm not a big recruiting nick about basketball and yeah, yeah. football and stuff like that I, I just don't believe in that i i wouldn't be foolish to believe i know more than a coach that's recruiting a kid like mm -hmm. how did they say he's a five star okay and yeah. show me when you get on the field that's, that's <laughs> right. kind of my approach and it's like man he's so talented i was like yeah well that's a big difference between a if you take a kid that lives in georgia and he comes to ohio well i don't know his what his work ethic is going to be when he gets to columbus right. ohio mm -hmm. like he may see the finest girls he's ever seen in his life <laughs> and his mind is blown and his work ethic goes out the window yeah and being talented. Don't last chance you yourself. Yeah. Oh, man. I love that show, by the way. <laughs> uh, talent can't take you everywhere. You have to work hard to get to where you want to be, man. Yeah. And I think what my boy Rez does with youth is trying to get those kids to that next level. And, and not only that, it helps them in school as well because it teaches you to grind through it exactly. you know what i'm saying exactly. these workouts are not easy yeah. I, I watch the stuff and i'm like oh yeah I, I i can't do that now and i probably couldn't do it back then either. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the time even that you know high school ohio high school you know uh sports give you to you know preseason season like there's not a lot of time to like take someone that hasn't been training or hasn't been getting after it all summer all winter oh, yeah. to come back and be like oh we're gonna pick this up and have three weeks of practice and the games and you know two weeks you know it's like you need that out mm -hmm. of season training and that out of season growth you know to to become better that's when i found myself getting better in sports as well because i'll get um high school athletes now that you know have never done it in that first session they're so frustrated because they can't do none of the stuff correctly yeah because they've never been exposed to it and i have to tell them off rip i was like look i don't expect you to be perfect in here this is stuff you haven't done so it's not going to be natural to you now over time your body will adjust to the different movements and stuff like that but you're going to be frustrated because i'm here to make you better so that means you have to do stuff if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you that's yeah. what i always tell them so it's like it's gonna sometimes it's gonna hurt not like in a physical about to hurt myself but right. it's like it's it's pushing you out your comfort zone because you may want to only bench 145, but, you know, 155 is what's going to really get you to start getting stronger. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to hurt. But uh, Tell them the name of the business again. Uh, Enhance You Beaver Creek. Uh, that's the one I work at. We also have our uh, the initial uh, uh, location that is uh, in Vandalia, Enhance You. The original um, Tremaine Hall is there. So uh, we have multiple trainers at each a uh, location that have but different backgrounds. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not the best, but I'm trying. I, I gotta be honest. Like a lot of the Tremaine and Brandon over in Vandalia, they've gone to school for it. They play, you know, Tremaine played professional sports. So they have a deeper understanding and things like that. But you know, me coming up, um, I, this is something I really like to do. So I am into it. But yeah. so we've got a good staff. We've got 
uh, Coach Lauren, who has a track background. She's a track coach in Xenia. Nice. Um, coach Sydney has, she played volleyball in college. So it's got a good mix of guys and girls that do different stuff. In different sports, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Box nice. jumps. Yes. What's your high? Uh, so I am scared. So <laughs> I the her, far, highest I've jumped is I can still do 32. Okay. So anything higher than that, I probably can do it, but I'm just scared and I don't want to. <laughs> so I, 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 that's a, a height where like they say, okay, he's 40. That's still pretty good. But I, so I probably could go higher, but it's like after I rupture my Achilles, I really don't have time for injuries and, and, and you things mentioned of that. that. You bet you ruptured your Achilles. Uh, another one of my homeboys, Kelly, he did the same thing. And I ran into somebody at the barbershop that I used to hoop with on the regular. And he's like, man, you need to come back out there and hoop. And I tell him, I tell everybody this. I was like, man, I, two of my closest friends blew their shit out. <laughs> and mathematically, <laughs> they had more miles on their legs than I did. So I am around the corner from a situation like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a no, dog. Yeah. And it's different for us people our age because we used to hoop a lot and hoop outside on parks and stuff like that. So our knees and ankles on all that stuff are, are shot more yeah. than the kids <laughs> I, are now because they're just playing on court. A doctor telling me in junior high, telling my mom, if I don't slow down, I'm going to have knee problems. You know, the cartilage between my kneecap was fading, you know, going away yeah. <laughs> at a young age. And that's how my left knee is now. So, like, going into the gym for leg day, I'm like, I have to see what kind of day it's going to be yeah. because it's the the muscles are strong, but it's um that that bone on bone. Like, yeah. if it's if it's a bad day, like that left knee, that left knee is yeah kind of useless. Yeah, I have to do that when I'm riding my bike. I have to like remember push through my heel, yeah, stay yeah. off my toes. Form like, is important. I, I try to do still stay active without trying to hurt myself. Mm -hmm. So that's like kind of the hobby I've taken up is riding my bike. But like when you climb in those hills, like it's your natural instinct to go lean forward. So yeah. you got to remember push through your heels because if I've done it before, like my knee is aching for like two days and yeah. then I'm on the shelf for a couple of days. And y'all know my goal of trying to get a hundred rides in. Mm -hmm. Can't have no days off. Yeah. Got to get yeah. these miles in, baby. Young I'm, mileage is what they call me in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I myself has, have also given up what I call hard hard uh surface sports I, I just i just don't want the risk after my uh nine foot flip-flop dunk and I almost <laughs> tearing my achilles i had a severe calf strain they said it was almost a torn achilles it's like kd yeah i'm done, I'm done. dizzle you still out there hooping ain't you uh every sunday huh. Hey, enjoy it while you can. Like I miss it. I ain't gonna front. Yeah, like yeah. I, you know, we used to when Kendall came down here a couple weeks ago. We was talking about how much we hooped, and then you think like, man, like not only just the playing the game, it's the talking trash with your boys, then the post game, mm -hmm. and then all day leading up to the next time you play all day. It's yeah. just it's just routine, and yeah. it's just so much that you miss from it. And then when you get older and get jobs and everything like that, you like you circle like, all right, these we gonna hoop on Sundays and, and Wednesdays, mm -hmm. and then it comes to only one day a week, and then the injury happens, and then everybody's like, I'm straight, <laughs> right? And then it comes to like, I don't, I'm gonna just sit here and take little jump shots. Yeah. So yeah. like when I was when I got hurt, I was playing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the morning, and um, I went to work out on Saturday. And I saw some guys hooping. I never hoop on Saturdays. I was like, I'm going to go in there. I'll use that as my cardio. Yeah. And that's when I got hurt. So it was just it was just too much. And then when they did the MRI, 
you know, they compare the good one to the bad one. And they say, yeah, there's a lot of wear and tear on your left one too. So I was like, uh. Exactly. So like my right one is fine now, but it's like, <laughs> I, and I've played basketball a couple times since then, but it's like, if this left one go, like I don't have time for injuries, man. Ankle yeah. sprains, I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Even if I get an elbow to the eye or something. But it's like the injuries where you taking time off work, yeah. I really can't be doing that. Yeah. Can't do it, bro. Can't Those do days it. days are over for me. Can Lil Reg beat you? Oh, probably, because I wouldn't commit to defense. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep letting them have it from the top of the key? <laughs> Just once I get the ball, you ain't getting it back. <laughs> so you're telling me if you get ball up top, you're going to win? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to mark that down. Mark that down. All right, all right. Because you know he challenged us. Him, Trey, challenged me and you to hoops. Uh, No, we still get him. You sure? Half court, we still get him. Trey tall, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's tall. Maybe Put we, that grown man forearm into him. Maybe yeah. we need to call Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> if Kendall come, we got it for sure. <laughs> I don't right. know. Well, there it is, man. Another episode of You Can't Make This Up podcast all over the place today. Yeah. But uh, this is what we do, man. We have fun on the pod. Kev Nash, DJ Killer Kev, we appreciate you. Peace. <laughs>